Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. On this episode, we'll be talking with our friend Gary Zamak all about how to make this the best Lent ever. It's never too late to make this the best Lent ever, and we might be halfway through, but how has your sacrifice been going, and how have you been growing in your relationship with the Lord? We talk about all of those things on this episode, and it's really encouraging because there is no time like the present to really transform this Lenten season. I hope that you guys enjoy it. I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. Hello, friends. Today, I am with my friend, Gary Zamak. He is a Catholic speaker and best-selling author of an number of books, including Give Up Worry for Lent, Let Go of Anger and Stress, and Give Up Worry for Good. He is the host of The Gary Zemack Show and the podcast Following the Truth. He's a super busy guy, so we're so grateful that he's here. He's also appeared in Catholic Digest, the National Catholic Register, Catholic Exchange, and a multitude of other awesome things. He's appeared on the Jennifer Fulweiler Show, which is also one of our one of our dear friends. And he's earned his Bachelor of Science degree in Business Administration from Drexel University. Go Philadelphia! I used to live there, so so happy. And uh, we're just so happy to have you here today, Gary. Welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Great to be back on with you. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad that you're doing well. Before we started talking, just had a little check-in about your life and how everything's going. Seems like things are really rocking for you. They they really are. You know, you mentioned Give Up Worry for Lent. That is, that book has just taken off so much more than I would have ever expected. And every year I embark on a give up worry for Lent speaking tour where I do parish missions and and talks. And this year is going to be my busiest ever. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to it because so many people are looking Hmm. to give up something meaningful for Lent. And I think this idea of giving up worry, it it just appeals to so many people because nobody wants to worry. Mm. And what a great thing to be able to do to benefit from Lent and really, you know, live a life that would please the Lord. And at the same time, feel the peace that comes from giving up worry and letting him help. So I'm really excited about that. Oh my gosh. Well, you have such a gift because way easier said than done to give up worry. I know for myself, I used to call myself just like the grand the grandmaster of worry. I just, it, and and my therapist would say the same thing. She's like, Chanel, yeah. when you're done worrying, like when something that you were worrying about is done, you'll find something else to worrying to worry about because not worrying is worrying because it's like, well, then if there's nothing to stress and worry about, then like, what am I doing? And that in itself is almost scary and worrying. And the interesting thing is like Lent seems like, such a opportune season to worry <laughs> because you're right. how do you like and I'm curious what you think because you talk about this all the time but like how would someone balance the self-reflection that we're supposed to have during Lent and just the the reflection of how I'm supposed to you know really offer up things for the Lord and to grow in yeah. my faith but then not turn that into something that's stressful and worrisome like how how would you kind of like talk someone through that you know that's one of the reasons and it's a great question and by the way you and I we are very much in common you know it almost and so many people are like us because I've met people who have said, you know, it feels like if I'm not worrying I'm not doing what I'm supposed You're to not be living. doing right yep yeah and 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 it's 
one of the reasons, I think the main reason I wrote Give Up Worry for Lent, and it's in daily reflections throughout the Lenten season, is to make it easy, take the burden away to, you know, we start with a scripture verse and a brief reflection and a, some sort of a call to action and then a prayer, all which can be done in a few minutes. And mm. I wanted to make it easier. And, you know, it almost, and this is going to sound crazy, but maybe not to you, Chanel, but it almost sounds like, well, that's not the point of lead. I should be mm. suffering more. You yeah. know, I'm going to benefit from this, but not at all. Because mm. for those of us who worry, who tend to worry, who have, tend to be anxious, we want to be in control. So by giving up control, that's actually, and turning it over to the Lord and letting him help us, that's actually a sacrifice. That's not easy. So in a sense, we are suffering because we are voluntarily giving up control, which by the way, we never had, but we, we want to think we're in control. We're not in control, but yet there's that illusion that we are in control. So by giving it up, that's a little painful. And at the same time, the Lord wants us to be happy. He wants us to be filled with peace, even though it doesn't seem right to be getting something during Lent, hmm. but that's the way it should work. So it's really a beautiful and simple method and approach, if you will. And and I really credit the Holy Spirit to help us to be able to go through this Lenten season, to give up something that's not really enjoyable, but it's yet it's a security blanket a mm, lot of times. Yeah. And at the same time, let the Lord fill us with his peace. And, you know, it's, and it's something that I have to go through too. This it's not, I haven't mastered this. This is something I work at constantly. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm going to be working at it for the rest of my life, but it's okay because I know what I'm supposed to do now. Mm, and and you talk about this so much and I'm and something that I'm sure people listening are wondering is I mean, when you worry, there's this right. feeling of almost it's it's weird. It's like this feeling of security when you're worrying yeah. because you're doing yeah. something and right. you feel like I mean, and for for some people being worried, being stressed is like their safe zone. And that's mm -hmm. just, they, they're always in that zone. So being outside of that feels strange and unfamiliar. And I know in your book, you kind of, you, you know, you talk about, like you were just saying, really receiving the peace that Jesus Christ is offering right, us. Right. And so like some people are wondering, well, what does that peace feel like? What am I supposed to feel? Is it a feeling? Is it a way of living? Is it, am mm. I supposed to, like, how am I supposed to live in that way? Especially during a period where we're supposed to be sacrificial. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to be receiving peace? Am, aren't I supposed to be stressing the whole time? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a, you bring up a lot of good points there. But one thing, and I'm really glad you brought up the feeling point because you know, you know, Paul talks about in his letter to the Philippians, this this peace which surpasses all understanding. And that comes to supernatural peace that Jesus can give us. Hmm. But because it surpasses all understanding, that means sometimes we don't understand it. Hmm. So therefore, and boy, it took me a long time to really come to grips with this and really uh, to think, to, to, to understand this to a certain degree. Sometimes, uh, I, you know, worry begins with fear, uh, this this emotion of fear it's a, really something that's not controllable. It's an emotion God gives us. It's, we're afraid of something. Now, there are times we're afraid when we shouldn't be. Uh, for instance, if I'm afraid God's not going to take care of me, well, that's something I need to work on. That that could be problematic. But the church teaches that this feeling of fear, it's not right. It's not wrong. It's morally neutral. So mm. the fear itself comes from whatever reason. 
And then our response to that fear is what really matters. So when I'm afraid, I can respond to it by opening up my Bible, praying, going to mass, spending time in adoration. You know, there, there's, there's a, a positive approach to fear, turning to Jesus and saying, Lord, I'm scared. Can you help me? Or I can worry. And it's where I internalize it and just come up these worst case scenarios. Oh, wow. and, right. You know, yeah. so there, mm. there really are two choices. And sometimes, and I think this is so important, and I really appreciate you mentioning this. Sometimes when I'm afraid and I turn to Jesus in prayer, I still feel the emotion of fear. Okay. So I, I, I still feel afraid sometimes, but in my mind, I start to think, well, this is going to turn out okay. I don't know why, but I know that the Lord's in charge. I know he's bigger than my problems. I know he loves me, but I'm still afraid. So in other words, I feel afraid or I don't feel peaceful, but I'm at peace. Oh my gosh. Right. Whoa, and and, and yeah. I actually presented this. I, I, I had a spiritual director one time and I, I went to him. And I said, okay, father, I don't get this. Why am I not feeling peaceful. I'm yeah, praying. Like, I'm doing all the right things. Yeah. Doesn't peace right? mean you're supposed to, I'm supposed to be like the birds are supposed to be singing in the sky and I'm, and the, mm-hmm. and the grass smells like more grass, like everything just is different. Right. And sometimes right. when, when you think, when you see things like give up worry, mm-hmm. I know so many people, including myself, will see that and will think, oh, okay, like, I don't, that's way easier said than done. And even earlier, you debunked like, well, it's not easier. And then also you're thinking to yourself, well, am I supposed to feel a certain way? Yeah, but I yeah. love what you said. Like, it's not the feeling, it's the response to the feeling. Like, oh right, my right. gosh. And sometimes it starts, and, and the good news is this, this, this supernatural peace begins in your head. A lot of times I'll say, all right, you know, the Lord can handle this, but I'm, my stomach doesn't feel that way. I'm a little nervous. But what I found is that if you give it time, a couple days, sometimes a couple hours, whatever, the 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 peace that's in your mind makes it down to your heart. Mm. And but but that feeling of peace or that feeling of you know that good feeling where the birds are singing or whatever you want to call it, that's not something I can manufacture. That has to come from the Lord, and and it does. But many of us, we've been at this worrying thing for so long that we struggle to feel that peace because it might be momentary, might be a little bit of peace. But ultimately, what I've discovered is that the more you stay with this, the more you turn to the Lord in prayer instead of worrying, internalizing, just catastrophizing, you name it. The more you do that, the quicker the feeling of peace comes over you. Now, I'll be honest with you. I have to tell you. I'm suppressing a cough right now. So before last year, before Christmas, my family and I came down with COVID finally after, you know, we avoided it for a long time. Then mine turned into bronchitis. So, you know, for the past month or so, I was struggling with the cough, realizing that I've got all these parish missions coming up. And finally, the cough is just about gone. But, you know, it it, it was tough for me. I wasn't always feeling that peace. I was thinking, how in the world am I going to travel and speak when I can't even talk without coughing. So I go through it too. I really get this. And I would just say, if anybody's struggling with this, stick with it, stay with Jesus, give him a chance. And you're eventually going to feel that peace, but it might not be instantaneous. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, 
I'm really going to think I'm, I mean, you're really dropping some bombs today, Gary. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sitting here thinking about myself. I've been at this a long time, Chanel, yeah, I have I'm to be like, honest, right? It's I mean, almost as if this is something that you're really passionate about. How crazy is that? Oh but it's gosh. like, I, yeah, I really love that, you know? It's not the feeling necessarily. Right. It's the response to the feeling. That I mean, that throws me in to a whole other kind of thought process of like, well, then what if you're going through, you know, f- like finding peace, right, is your whole subtitle. Yeah. Like, so 40 days to find peace or 40 days to finding peace in Christ. Mm-hmm. And so what if you're in that journey and for people that are experiencing things like worry, but things like doubt, right? Yeah. And things oh, like yeah. grief, and right. loss and just yeah. general like what perceived as negative human emotion so then like how do you like it's not that feeling necessarily that makes us a a, a like oh ye of little faith which i know can also be stressful and worrying but it's the mm-hmm. response to the to those feelings that is such a thing to ponder wow okay and you know you think of jesus on the cross he yeah. didn't enjoy that mm. you know he was at peace because he knew he was doing the will of his father but he he was suffering you know and that's i i don't like to suffer i don't like to be uncomfortable i don't like to be filled with fear you know i'm very much a person who is driven by feelings mm. but in the spiritual life i've had to learn that that's not a good idea you know little secret you know i don't always feel like praying mm. i don't always feel like being nice to my wife and my kids sometimes mm. i want to be grouchy but i do it because i love them and that's hard for me to push past my feelings and i think those of us who have a tendency to be anxious we have to learn to do that i have a problem the first thing i do is panic that's my instinct but now i have to redirect my thoughts and say wait a minute that's not the way i should respond lord can you help me and over yeah. time it gets easier you know and and i don't want to mislead anybody we will feel the peace he the more you hang out with jesus you will feel peace but sometimes you have to work at it and mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't come immediately mm-hmm. but you have that serenity that that helps you know like i'm on the right track he's got this I might be scared to death, but he's sleeping in the boat during the storm, right? <laughs> wow, that's it. Yeah, that's also right? a great one. Yeah, and wow, I, I love that. And and I love what you were saying about peace that surpasses all understanding yeah. because I don't think about that. Like, oh, it surpasses all understanding. That's you, Chanel. Like, you might not understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right, like, exactly. He, like, he wasn't just saying that to be like, oh, it's peace that surpasses all understanding for everyone but you. It's like, no, it's... It's you. Like it, there's an expectation that we won't get it. There's an expectation that we're it's something that we have to search for, and it's a journey. And it's a beautiful yeah. thing to able to be able to have forty days to be on that journey. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end of it, be or you know at the end of it, and then beyond, have something to reflect on as a fruit of not worrying. Like I can't imagine. You know, there have been moments where I've been at peace in my life. And stretches of periods where I haven't had anxiety and I've been so happy and I, mm-hmm. I and, and it's like the sky is bluer, the grass is greener, the birds are sing like more beautifully and it's a beautiful thing. And so it's it's such a gift that you write about things like this because so many people struggle so severely with things like grief and stress and worrying, yeah. except, and especially perpetuated during a time when we're supposed to be sacrificial, right. there can be this warped understanding of like, 
worrying then about being sacrificial or being like the perfect Christian or being the perfect and coming out. I've, I've spoken to many people that say, I'm reaching the end of Lent and I'm not like I need to be the perfect version of myself. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like, what does that even mean? So <laughs> it's such a blessing that you write about things like this because so many people are struggling in that way. And I'm curious because for me, uh, I, I talked with a friend who talked about how she doesn't give up things for Lent anymore. Mm-hmm. She like right. adds things into her life. It, it helps her to not be as anxious about like messing up if she eats ice cream or if she right, watches right. a show or something like that. So for you, like, how do you, how do you Lent? Like, do you give up things with, as a family, individually? Do you add things? Are you more of a, like, how do you navigate that? You know, that's a great question. And for years, I'm a big sweet fan. I love sweets mm-hmm. and I would just give up sweets and it would absolutely kill me to the point, yep. w- point where I was in the convenience store drooling over the donuts as Lent, you know, as, as we're three quarters of the way through Lent. Yep. And I would lose sight of the whole point of what I was doing. And it, and it became more about me than it became about trying to detach myself from the things that are keeping me away from, from God. Hmm. So, so now I really do a combination of, of things. And I, I, I don't generally go into Lent with this is what I'm going to give up. I have a few ideas. It changes. It's a day-to-day thing. Maybe I'll do a sacrifice here and there. I try to do positive things as well. But I I think the most important thing that we can do, and being a control freak, which I am, I want to sometimes run ahead of the Holy Spirit during Lent. Mm. And and so like, I'll get frustrated thinking, well, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be better than this. I should have accomplished this. I, that's all me, you know, as opposed to surrendering and saying, Lord, you, you have to change me. I can't, I can only do so much, you know, and to accept sometimes, well, maybe I'm not where I should be, but maybe I'm where God wants me to be right now. Mm. You know, and I also think if you take on too much, too many sacrifices, you're going to be miserable throughout Lent. Oh, and yeah, I've learned that lesson. You know, and you're also going to fall on your face and fail if you take on too much. So mm-hmm. I've been working at this for a long time. I don't know if I've mastered it yet, but it sounds but like I you're think, getting pretty close. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's a great time. It's a great opportunity the church gives us for this internal conversion. And I think that's I think that's the main thing. Jesus talks about this metanoia, that Greek word we hear a lot of. It's an internal conversion. It's not necessarily doing good deeds or giving up things. That's important. But you got to change inside and the the actions and the sacrifices flow from what's inside. Every action begins with a thought. So mm. if I can change my heart, if I can surrender more, if I can say, instead of worrying, I'm going to say, Jesus, I trust in you, even though I don't feel it, then that's going to flow into my actions. And the more I do that, I'm more willing now to give up that cake when I really want it, because I'm doing it out of love for Christ and I'm doing it to join in his suffering. Hmm. But, you know, for years, it Lent was like, oh, great, I got to give something up. I, and, but that was before I really had a good relationship with Jesus. I think the, the first thing is to just get to know him, to follow him. And then you want to sacrifice a little bit for him. Does that make sense? That does. So it kind of, you know, really changing, like you were saying, we having that conversion, but really changing your disposition and yeah. where and where those sacrifices are rooted from. Mm-hmm. So it's less rooted from a place of like severe stress and worry that you're not going to choose something that's 
like worthy or good or will make you yeah. the most superhuman version of yourself at the end of the 40 days, but just something where you like truly like, you know what, with all, for all that, like God who loves me did for me, it yeah. would be all right. <laughs> if I gave yeah. up like rolling through Chick-fil-A, it's okay. Like I think yeah. that that's yeah. like the least that I can do. And it really shifts your perspective to more of like, it's because I love you rather than a, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Chanel, you know what? Just one more thing. Like for years, when I did give up sweets, at the end of Lent and on Easter and afterward, I just pig out and start eating. Old. It yeah, didn't, it wasn't something that I could build on. It mm. didn't. At the end of Lent, I wasn't really that much closer to the Lord. I mean, yes, yeah, certainly we could sacrifice and unite our suffering with Him. But what if we can do that and at the same time come out of Lent closer to Him and be able to maintain that? And that's why this give up worry thing is so important. He doesn't want us to worry. Jesus clearly said, do not worry. Mm. I can work on that during Lent. And, you know, 40 days, I got a chance to work on, to change my bad habit and work on trusting him more. After that point, well, maybe it's going to come easier for me. Mm. So, you know, it's it's a, a more productive Lent. Hmm. Wow. Yes. Thank you. So much. And I know you have to give, you're doing a ton of parish missions. So yeah. I wish we, <laughs> I wish if I would be like, you can test your parish mission on this podcast. And we had like, oh, an, yeah. I wish an this is fun. I can't, be, I can't believe we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, it was like an hour and Not a half. Fair. I would love for you to just like test your parish mission because you really dropped a lot of bombs. And my mom has your book. And every oh. Lent, she reads it to just remind oh. herself to chill. Yeah. And uh, and we talk about Thank it you. together because both of us are a little intense. And and so she was excited that I was talking to you. And I, I'm really going to share oh. with her about like the response piece. I think that's really important because sometimes a lot yeah. of us beat ourselves up. And it's like, yes. if you're worried or stressed or something, you don't need to like hurt yourself more for feeling no, that way, no. you know? And so I love I love that point. And I think as you talk with people, as you go on your missions and et cetera, I think they're, they're going to be really blessed by what you share. So so as we kind of round out this episode, at the end of every episode, we like to ask each guest about something that has given them hope in the recent past or something that they're looking forward to in the future, something that they're hopeful for. If you need time to think about it, I can go first. Or if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something. But you know, okay. that, that's a great question. We didn't we didn't rehearse that, so I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect it. But I love the question. And here's the hope, Chanel, that you know I slip up sometimes. I still don't trust Jesus as much as I should. There's times when I don't have that confidence in Him, and, and I don't trust Him. I tend to panic or get a little ahead of myself and yeah. play that what if game. Hmm. The the good news is. He knows that I want to get better. He knows that my desire is to trust him more. And the hope comes from the fact that I believe, I've seen what he's done in my life. I'm a different person than I was five, 10 years ago. And I believe that how many ever more years I have in this world, I believe that he can continue to work with me and that he can change me because I really want to become like him. That's what we're all called to do as Christians. I got such a long way to go. But I have hope that with the help of his Holy Spirit who lives in me, how cool is that, by the way, I can one day be able to sleep soundly in the boat in the middle of the storm. Mm. I believe that. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to get from point A to point B. I've made progress, but I still got a long way to go. But I have hope that with Jesus, all things are possible. So 
Ah, oh, man. That well, gives me hope. That's a wonderful one. Oh my gosh. Yes. And and for me, one of my dear friends, her husband's grandmother passed away a few weeks ago and mm. she was sharing about her life and she had, oh man, she had like 54 grandkids. Wow. And I think like six kids, 54 grandkids. And so at her funeral, all of her grandkids went to went to her funeral, all of her greats, and they put votive candles uh, like on an altar and they had they did a rosary for her. And um, and my friend was just sharing about how she knows that although she'll be missed, that she's being welcomed into heaven mm. and and being her being told like well done, good and faithful servant. And I was thinking about that and I was like, whoa, that is so cool. Like I am so hopeful for her and for her family and for her legacy and just for myself. And it really proves a point of like everyone that you encounter, even if you don't see it while you're living and breathing and walking Mm -hmm. is a testimony to how you've lived your life for Christ. And it's cool. You know, it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. all those people showed up for your funeral because you made an impact on them. And you might not have seen that when you're, when you were around, but I'm, I'm hopeful that you're in heaven and being rewarded like very, very much. So, so, so that was really a hopeful thing for me. So Gary, I'd love for you to share where people can find more information about what you're doing and what you're up to. Sure. Thank you, Chanel. The best place is to go to my website, followingthetruth.com. That's everything can be found there. My books, my daily email reflection, my daily podcast, all the information about me, my speaking schedule, followingthetruth.com. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in our show notes so people can check that out. But thank you so much, Gary. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, Chanel. God bless you. You too. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Gary for being our guest. I hope that the remainder of your Lent is fruitful and it's really the best Lent that it can be. I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. And I hope that you grow in your relationship with the Lord during the rest of this Lenten season. Talk to you soon. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.